recycling in Australia has had a problematic history for the last few years, uh, beginning with the uh, tendency of our ex- uh, recycling industry to try to export most of the plastics. Uh, consequently, that uh, was brought to a shuddering halt when the overseas receiving countries refused our product because uh, often it was heavily cam- contaminated. So our recycling process, particularly for plastics, has had major rejigging in our country. Particularly soft plastics have been a major problem in recent times. And Keith Chessel, who is a trainer and advisor to the packaging industry, spoke to us recently and explained... I guess the other thing that's that's been very front of mind of late is the soft plastics and, and what's happening there, or I guess more accurately, what's not happening there. Are you able to give us any update on, on what is going on and where we might be at with that? Yeah, unfortunately, in November last year with the, the soft plastic, the scheme they called Red Cycle, uh, where you returned your soft plastic bags back to Coles and Woolworth stores, uh, they were then collected by the Red Cycle scheme. And uh, that was certainly, that's been going for nearly 11 years. And the the, the small team, uh, in fact, the lady, Liz Cassell, did a great job virtually on her own to set up this scheme with Coles and Woolworths. And it rolled out throughout Australia and worked, worked very well. It was only getting a small proportion of the soft plastics through the scheme, but... Uh, during COVID, uh, households got a lot more uh, active and they, uh, Liz and the Red Cycle team saw a 350% increase in the volume of material coming in, uh, which started to stockpile and a lot stockpile. And then in July last year, the, uh, the one of the major users of the soft plastic, they, they turned it back into roads, actually, into what a product called Tonoplast, and it, it mixed with uh, asphalt and glass, a lot of recycled materials in the plastic bags, resurfaced uh, a large number of roads and still being developed well. And it extends the, shelf, the, the road surface by about 25% and gives a good, a good surface. But so that the close down of a, a company called Close the Loop, well, not the close down, they actually had a fire and the, the plant got uh, damaged. So there was no no ability through the major part of it to use up the material, so we saw a large build-up of soft plastics, and uh, it was in 41 warehouses. Now it's stored in 19 warehouses, and uh, Coles and Woolworths and Aldi have taken uh, over the responsibility of that material uh, under the guidance of the ACCC, and their task is to get rid of that 540,000 tonnes of material and uh, turn that back into something useful. Now, there's quite a a lot of work going on now. How do we get rid of that material and also then recommence? So Coles and Woolworths and Aldi are keen to recommence. Probably we may see some uh, locations happening in about July 2024. The major avenue for recovery of the soft plastics is what we call advanced recycling or chemical recycling, where they take that soft plastics and they turn it back into oil again. And that oil can actually go back into plastic bags again. And we saw an example of that middle of 2021 where Nestle, with a whole collaboration of companies with Amcor, IQ Renew, 
turned it back into Kit Kat wrappers. And we had a, uh, a run of about 30,000 tonne of, uh, of soft plastics into Kit Kat wrappers as a trial. And it worked well. And this also worked with uh, curbside collection too. Rather than having to drop back to stores, there we're now evaluating the Australian Food and Grocery Council have been undertaking a program now for about 12 months examining how we can put soft plastics into curbside, into your yellow bin. At the moment, soft plastics in the yellow bin is a contamination. It clogs up the material recovery facility. So this new scheme is to provide households with a dedicated, an orange bag, and the consumers uh, collected all that soft plastic. And it's a fairly big bag. And then when they got that bag full, would put that into their yellow bin and it would go to the recycler and at the recycler they would pull out that yellow bag and put it into the soft plastic scheme. So that's how we're hoping we'll see that happen probably in 2024 uh, and that will then go through into a uh, not only the closed-the-loop and road surfaces and furniture, we've, we still have a number of... Uh, operations that are turning it into bollards, uh, walkways and and furniture uh, that still uses all that soft plastic, and that's all still happening, uh, but their quantities uh, are, are small compared to what the recovery is. We will see it, but uh, uh, it's a case of, of when, I guess. But uh, there's been a recent um, meeting of environment ministers, uh, uh, state and federal, um, and they came out with um, this uh, agreed statement, which you kindly shared with me, um, which seems to me to be full of fairly uh, grand sort of plans and, and statements, and I'm not sure how they're all going to come together. But one of the things was the development or the establishment of this Circular Economy Advisory Group. And now, I assume the packaging industry will be part of that. What can you tell us about that? There are a number of experts, and I, I could... Uh I won't go into the detail, but there are a range of experts that uh, have uh, 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 advising their, they're having actually over the next through to the middle of 2024, seven meetings. So, and you've got some fairly significant people on that group. So the, the whole circular economy is the focus of, of really wanting to see recycled content. So we, we want to, where there's now pressure on industry to include recycled content back into their product. So a lot of the soft drink companies now have been adding recycled content. Uh, Coca-Cola, uh, back two years ago, converted all their 600 mil range of plastic uh, bottles uh, into 100% recycled content. Now, a lot of most of that material at the moment is being imported, which, uh, so we want to use our own Australian recovered material. So part of that, to get that working well, we've got to clean up our recycling bins and uh, uh, make sure we get good quality material through. So there's a lot of work and government have invested, federal and state have invested a lot of money to improve the recycling process so we get good recycled content. Lots of products on the shelf. Keep your eye out for them that will be advertising having anything between 20 to 30 to 50 to 100% recycled content and and buy them and encourage them because they're that's costing them money to do that. Recycled content's probably 20 to 30% dearer than what we'd call virgin plastic or the straight fossil fuel plastic. 
and apparently, I think we mentioned this last time we spoke, but that was a while back. Um, and so it seems that um, Australia will be mandating obligations for packaging design as part of the uh, regulatory scheme um, to make industry responsible for the packaging they place on the market. This is going to put a bit of pressure onto to the industry, I would imagine. Very much so. Yeah, that's that. The if, if the your listeners may have heard of, or I hope they've heard of the national packaging targets, which are to have 100% recyclable, reusable and compostable by 2025. Well, these have recently been reviewed by the Australian Packaging Covenant Organisation with government, and we're not going to make it. There's a term called EPR, Extended Producer Responsibility. And so companies sort of produce product and packaging are responsible for the packaging they produce. So if they're not involved in either the recovery of that material, then they're going to be, again, under the mandate, be required to, to pay their costs. So companies will be uh, being, there will be a, a bit bigger bottom line impact on companies because of the responsibilities to improve recycling. Uh, and also improved design. Uh, I think we, you, you mentioned last time we spoke of of uh, people like Dyson who've managed to sort of virtually eliminate plastics out of their their uh, uh, packaging for their their um, machines uh, and made it all cardboard. And um, so that that'll be a key thing too, won't it? It is. That's the number one item on the environmental list, ministers list is to make industry responsible for the packaging they place and the design of that packaging. So, uh, so we've we've got a goal of 100% recyclable product and reusable. And so, no one should be designing a product now that can't be recycled or reused. But that's going to be the pressure, and that's where I spend a lot of my time is helping companies understand what's the best material to use that will be recyclable. There's a lot happening in soft plastic in particular. So a lot of soft plastics are multi have multi-materials in them. And uh, to in the future, we want to go to what we call monolayer material. So rather than to get the barriers you need in the plastic, you, you need uh, nylons, you need some other materials on there that don't help the soft plastic recycling. So there's new standards being brought in and so companies are having to redesign their packaging to still protect the product, but go what we call to a polyolefin, like a, a polyethylene type or polypropylene type materials. Uh, we talked earlier about uh, the recycle, the curbside collection process, and there's obviously a bunch of changes going on. Um, but the, the ministers also talked about harmonising the curbside collections across Australia, which, I mean, knowing the way their states behave, that, that'll be a bit of fun too, won't it? It's the best best bit of news I've heard for a while because, unfortunately, we're a federated a federated states and they all do their own thing. And we've got we've got five hundred and thirty five councils around Australia again doing all their own thing. This is an in, in uh, a topic which is going to continue to uh, puzzle us and uh, challenge us. And I'm very glad for your knowledgeable assistance in being able to understand what's what's going on so i am absolutely certain we'll need to talk again because i'm sure there'll be lots of complications for us to deal with uh, i hope your listeners will write in with lots of questions to you that you can send to me that we can uh, maybe tackle some questions and answers uh, if uh, next time that would be good indeed uh, but thanks for your time this time
Thanks very much, Paul. And uh, keep recycling, everyone. <laughs>